super broad question. What does wellness mean to you or look like to you? So wellness to me is, I like to say it's wellness 360. It's like I said earlier, not just food and body. It's everything that goes on in your life. Every element of your life from something as simple to your career and finances to something as deep as your spirituality. So for me, wellness is literally just whole. It's everything going on in your life, everything that's going on with your relationships. Do you get outside enough? Do you have enough sun exposure? Do you take deep breaths when you're outside? Do you drink enough water? Like it's so crazy that there are so many elements that goes into wellness that I think is missed, especially when it's conveyed through things like fad diets and social media ads, when they're telling you to eat this many calories and work out this much, like that is not wellness at all. Wellness is just a whole, it's an entire wellness 360. Absolutely. I always, yeah. one of my favorite new quotes or philosophies, I got it from Jacqueline Gould. I know I spoke to you about her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like my life coach yeah. person. Um, I love that. She's amazing. But she, we were talking and she said, Hannah, your relationships with others, like both friendships and romantic are a direct reflection of your relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I keep thinking about it because it's also your relationship with food, your relationship Mm -hmm. with money, your relationship with everything. It, it all is connected. Mm. Ultimately, like if you come from a place of hating yourself, it's very hard to make good choices in business and with food because it's just all, it's all coming from the wrong place. And it, once you can make a huge shift. Yeah, it is so many different things that you just mentioned, but really it's all just one. You know, yeah, it's exactly absolutely. what you said. I yeah. love three, the 360. It's like, it's so awesome that you recognize that too, because I like how you said, when you come from a place of hating yourself, I mean, that's when wellness clicked for me. It was this time last year, I had hurt my back at SoulCycle. I ended up being sick for a while and I had taken the summer to kind of like decompress get my shit together, feel better. In the moment, I thought I was doing that. When I look back on it now as a growth period, it was like trash. I hated myself. I had no motivation and my business wasn't taking off. I obviously hurt myself, so I wasn't teaching at full cycle. And I was creating toxic relationships with the people closest to me and just pushing everyone away. In the moment, I thought I was taking care of myself and being selfish and being like, I deserve this rest. Looking back, awful time. And now that I see the growth that I've done from then, my business has started to take off. Like I'm healthier than I've ever been. I'm happier than I've ever been. All of those things started to fall into place once I started to love myself again. And once I looked back at that time in my life and I was like, no girl, that was not it. You faked your entire summer of looking like this perfect, amazing thing is going on. You pretended to love yourself just to make others happy and look where that brought you. It didn't bring you any closer to any of your goals. So once I looked back on that period and realized, wow, I was so inauthentic to myself and like, that's why I didn't get anywhere. That's why I was having fights with people close to me and treating my body like crap and binge eating and binge drinking and all the things that come with literally just hating yourself and the person you are. Once you're able to flip that mindset, it's just like everything falls into place. I swear it's like a puzzle. It's just once you balance that one piece, the rest are just right there with you. And it's like the universe will just be like, here you go. Here's all the good that you've been waiting for. It's so true. Yeah. Like the whole concept of abundance, it just seemed like this like stupid fucking buzzword to me. And then once you're in it and these things just start falling into your lap, it's like, oh, I get it. It's just once once you're vibrating at that frequency and you're coming from such a genuine place of self-love and 
kindness and you have the best intentions for yourself and for others and there's just so much good. It's just the good keeps coming. Absolutely. It's it's so insane and it sounds so weird unless you're in it and then you're like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) We talked about this like a couple weeks ago. I remember just like saying to you, I used to look at people who were so zen and like yogis and like addicted to their matcha lattes. Like why do these people think that this is the cure-all to everything? And then once I let my guard down and I started to slowly dip into that wellness pool, I was like, why did I ever think the opposite? Like, these are the things that make me feel good. And these are things that like help me radiate good. So I, I get it now. I get it. I have been so wrong, like leading up to this moment in my life. I get the Zen stuff now. And I get being like so holistically in tune with yourself because why would you not want to feel good? It's like the craziest thing. Why would you not want to feel good? It's so backwards. Yeah. It's so backwards. It's like, uh, it just, it takes a little bit more time. You need to have patience and you need to really commit to it because it's an everyday type of thing. Yeah. But it's just, ah, there's no, and I, and I said this to you and I said this in the first episode as well that I did, but, and then I said this to you, I'm like, it's just like drinking, like people drink, not because they like the taste of alcohol. It's because they want to feel good. Right. Like the same thing, except this is actually good for you. <laughs> right, right. Like I don't like I didn't start drinking celery juice and eating salads every day because I just loved the taste. I now love the taste because my body is used to it and knows it's good sure. for me. I do it because it makes me feel amazing and have energy, and I and I don't feel like shit and bloated and tired, and I'm not, you know. Absolutely. It's it's just a, it's an everyday thing, and it's it's all backwards, like slowing down movement. Like we both kind of do now. It's just, it's so counterintuitive. I know that you're really into like the Melissa type thing too. Yes, absolutely. I love me some slow flow Pilates. Oh my God. (laughs) The best, the best, nothing better. (laughs) Okay. Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, who you are, how old you are, what you're about? I would love to. So I'm Kristen. I'm 25 years old, originally from Springfield, Pennsylvania, which is like a little suburb outside of Philadelphia. Um, Born and raised there, went to high school there, went to college 15 minutes away from my house at Villanova University. I actually studied film and TV production at Villanova, which is so crazy, so random. I worked for Nancy Glass Production Company, which is this huge production company in Philly, right out of school. Um, knew it wasn't for me when I was getting home at 2am every day on like a Tuesday, still living at home with my parents. And they just looked at me like, this is not it. It gave me, I guess, like satisfaction in the moment, but looking back, definitely a rough time in my life. <laughs> Had no clue where I was going. It's a crazy story. Stumbled upon SoulCycle in Ardmore, Pennsylvania. Took a few classes there, was hooked right away. And I was like, you know what? I'm so ready to leave this job I'm at. I interned there for a year. I worked there for a year. I was just ready to be out. And I was like, in the meantime, why don't I just pick up a front desk job at SoulCycle? Applied, got it. Loved every second of working the front desk there. Realized I had to maybe start looking for something more long-term and sustainable than just a front desk job. Ended up applying for SoulCycle training to be an instructor. Got it on my first try. And the rest, I guess, is just like history. Um, love being in the health and wellness space through teaching at SoulCycle. And that's kind of how I've gotten into being a holistic health coach as well. So it all started just with my love of like fitness and being athletic and competitive, kind of rolled on from there, loved teaching, loved everything about building community. And then when I was teaching last year, I kind of had this aha moment of, I kind of want to make this full time with just not just exercise, but health, wellness, food, all of it. And that's where I am today. So Part-time full cycle instructor, I guess. Part-time holistic health coach. 
Amazing. And <laughs> how old are you? 25. Perfect. Yeah. And I, I guess I, maybe people don't know. I'm 22, almost 23, 23 tomorrow. I'm basically 23. You are insanely mature for 23. <laughs> Why did I not know this? You didn't know that? No, I thought we were the same age. No, I'm 22. I'm a little baby. <laughs> you seriously are. You wow, met me when I, I was 21. Old. No, you're not. That's old. crazy. So I met you because you taught the very first Soul Cycle class that I ever went to. It was um, an honor. <laughs> that was such a. It was in April of 20. What was that? 19, 2019. Yeah, uh, like a year and a half ago. I. Went to my first Soul Cycle class. I had wanted to for a long time, and I was running late, but I went anyway. Thought I was going to pass out. Left halfway through. Was super embarrassed. Thank God you were teaching the class because you told me to come back, and then it was fine. Had a raging eating disorder at the time. Definitely, <laughs> probably wasn't the best decision to go. <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah, and then we we had it. We had a couple moments in those following weeks. I, it was a time. <laughs> I mean, I just remember you stood out to me so much because I remember just like getting ready for class, doing my pre-class stuff in the office behind the desk. And then you like rushed in all panics. And I was like, oh no, this girl, this poor little girl coming in like all panicked. It's her first time. I know the feeling. I always empathize with people when it's their first time in a fitness class or their first time doing anything that's out of their comfort zone because I was there. Um, I've been there. I've definitely left multiple classes and I wasn't feeling well and it's embarrassing as hell. So when I saw her come in, I just was like, okay, I'm going to try to make her as comfortable as possible. I think I just said like a few quick things to you before. And then I headed into class because I had to start. You came in as we started and I was keeping my eye on you to the right. Cause I was like, she's in my vision. I see her. And it was a smaller class this afternoon. And I just remember mm-hmm. like watching and I just remember halfway through like your head starting to dip. And that's like when I knew I was like, oh no, this poor girl is going to pass out and I'm going to have to carry her out in front of everybody mortified. So I was like more scared for you, but you listened to your body luckily and got off and left class. I think it was like right before arm. So I mean, you basically made it to the end. It was after arm started. It was like, because I stopped moving. Yes. So then, then I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck. And like felt so lightheaded. That's usually oh. when it happens to most people. Cause your blood's like pumping, rushing through your body. And then all of a sudden just stops. And it's, yeah. lighthead right away that's why I always tell people to keep moving but then she left class I saw you after you were so cute you apologized to me like a thousand times and I was like I should be apologizing to you I feel like it was my fault but then you left and I was so proud that you came back and I remember when you came back you took someone after me and you walked in and I was like you're back and you were like I told you <laughs> oh my god and then and then right after it was the perfect timing then I went through a breakup and then I cried in your class. Which <laughs> is not real spiritual. Yeah. Real spiritual, real quick. It was it was a Monday and I had just gotten broken up with and I forgot I had booked the class the week before. Um, and I got the notification on my phone while I was sitting at my desk at work and it's like soul cycle in an hour. And I or in less than an hour, I drove to Soul Cycle. I didn't have any clothes any workout clothes. So I bought myself a new outfit. I'm like, fuck this. I deserve it. And I, I came up to you at the desk. I'm like, okay, I wasn't going to do this. I forgot I was signed up. I just got broken up with, I'm supposed to sit in the front row and I really can't. Cause I think I'm going to cry. Right. And you're like, and you're like, okay, you move me to like the second or the third row. And I really fucking held it together, honestly. <laughs> and then I wanted to kill you. You played fucking let it be by James Bay. Like, <laughs> My <are you> bad. <laughs> 
after arms. And I just, I was literally like uncontrollably, <laughs> uncontrollably sobbing, like screaming, crying, but no one could hear me. And you walk over to the, with me with the candle. And like, I swear to God, my tears put it out before I could even blow. And you like held my arm. And I'm like, I think I'm in a movie. Like, <laughs> I'm a hundred percent positive. One of your tears put it out. Cause I remember seeing that and me being like, Oh shit. And like me starting to tear up your tear oh definitely put it out. And you are so lucky because I don't bring the candles around like that. Like we learned in training, you can do whatever you want for people who don't go. There's candles in the room and there's a moment where you blow them out or you just make a special moment with them. And I've always been one to just like pick them up, move them around every now and then. But I had this like weird calling that I was like, I think she needs to like, this isn't going to sound so crazy because I barely knew you. But I was like, I think she just needs to like blow out the chapter of her life. Like this chapter is done. Let it go. Release. And when I brought it up and I saw your tear blow it out, I was like, that's it right there. That's it. That's it. They like my tear, like, oh my God, people listening are going to like think I'm like so weird. No, I'm <laughs> serious. Like my tears, like, because my head was up and then you, you brought the candle over. So like my head is like go down and they all just like poured into this fucking candle. I'm like, oh my God. It was special. Um, yeah. And I honestly, if that hadn't been my first class back, I think I might have not come back to Soul Cycle, And that's when I realized like, wow, this can help me. Like this yeah. can be a healing thing and help me. I was, you know, dealing with such intense things from getting over this breakup to dealing with my eating disorder. Like they were two really huge things I was going through at the time. Um, and yeah, you and that, and it was exactly what I needed. And I thank God the universe brought you into my life. In some, in some respects, it's definitely hard to have a healthy lifestyle in today's society. Mm-hmm. Um, between like going out a lot with our friends. I know obviously the pandemic put a damper in that, but how do you manage like social life and being a fun girl in her twenties, but also, um, you know, being balanced in, in having your wellness in mind? Absolutely. I think a major life key trick hack that I've learned along my own journey is being so honest with myself on what I value in life what my priorities are, what my goals are, because for me, it's always been super fuzzy. Like I am so known to dip out on stuff when it doesn't feel right. I've worked so many odd jobs in my life and then I've let them go. Cause in the moment I'm like, that's not giving me satisfaction. Like I can't tell you how many times I've just had like a tiny odd job that I've done and been like, I'll make this my career. And then ended up hating it and dipping out of like an hour <laughs> later. And it took a lot of self-reflection and just being so brutally honest with myself And looking in the mirror and being like, what do you want for your life? Because no one's going to tell you. You're the only one that knows. So once I became super clear on my top priorities, like my top goals in life, I try to keep it at two at a time because I feel like any more than that, you just become overwhelmed. So for example, when it came to teaching and healing my back and getting better as a soul cycle instructor, at the time, that was my main goal. And I always had it front of mind. So when friends would ask me, do you want to go to happy hour? Do you want to do this tonight? Like, let's go out, let's drink on a Thursday. And I teach Friday at 6am. Old me would have been like, fuck it. Like, I'll quickly make a playlist. I'll show up hungover. I'll do it. And I'll go back to bed. Me with my priorities in line. I step back, ask myself, if you go out tonight and you go to happy hour and you drink and you come home late, is that bringing you any closer to your goal of being the best soul cycle instructor you can be? And the answer is always no. So that's just like my hack to say no to things and to say yes to things. If something brings you closer to what your goal is at that moment, I am all for it. For example, a lot of the times, like I want to be more social and I want to go out and meet new people. 
So if that's a goal at the moment to like expand and meet new people and have these conversations and learn more about the city I'm living in. If that's my goal at the moment, I'm going to say, hell yeah, because I want to get closer to achieving that. And those are my priorities and values at the moment. If I'm asked something and I have to really step back and be like, is that actually helping me get closer to what I want? It's an automatic no. So I think it's just becoming super clear on what you want in the moment, what your values and your goals are, not overwhelming it and just working towards those. That'll give you your answer for, yes, you should be doing this. No, you shouldn't. Because I mean, in your 20s, a young girl in the city, like going out is the best time. You create memories with your friends. Like you have so many fun experiences going to the best restaurants, happy hours, things like that. And there's always a time and place for fun. I say like, I absolutely freaking love happy hour and I love Mm -hmm. rosé. But like, if I know I have to do something early the next morning and it's going to be foggy, if I go out, I'm just going to say no and I'll save it for next time. And vice versa. If you know you haven't been out in a while and you have nothing to do on Friday or Saturday, let yourself be happy and be fun for that moment. It's not so serious in life where that you have to say no to everything because it won't bring you closer to being like your healthiest self. But it's just like finding that balance. Listen to that voice inside of your head because most likely it's right because you're the only one that can answer all of your questions and you know what you need. So just finding that balance, but being smart about it, if you know what I mean. Abs- like I could not have said it better myself. I was Aww. like, I was almost going to follow it up with it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And then you said it. I'm like, oh, there it is. Right on exactly. a separate fucking ladder. Yeah. yeah. And like for the record, the last time I saw you in person, just so everyone knows, we were drinking truffle pizza at Portofino and having rosé. So yeah, exactly. It's like wellness is not linear. Health and wellness is not linear. There's no one path to follow. It's so cool if you drink. It's so cool if you don't. Like whatever your wellness path is, you're going to get closer to your goals if you're super clear with yourself. It's just like, I don't know. I love rosé and I love my happy hours. And could I give them up if I want it to be like optimal health? Sure. But does it bring me happiness? Absolutely. What have been some of the biggest lifestyle changes you've made over this past year, past few months that you've seen the greatest results from or that have made the biggest positive impact in your life? I think for me, the biggest positive impact when it comes to my own health and wellness journey was changing my mindset on food and exercise. I used to be a diehard gym rat. I loved going to my exercise classes. I loved teaching multiple classes a day and just getting that high of like working out. And then I loved to eat to feel skinny and to eat to be like in my optimal shape. And like, I'm going to eat this kale salad, not because it makes me feel good, but because I'm probably going to look skinny after I eat it. So that was my mindset for a really long time. And it took a lot of self-reflection, self-work of like, why do I still not feel fulfilled? Even if I'm taking all the steps that they say to online, why do I still not feel like my best self? I was so confused and so lost. And I just remember went through my own studies of holistic training, there was a moment that we were learning about balancing food and body and looking at it in a perspective of, are you eating to look good or are you eating to feel good? And that was such an honest question. And it was a tough question for me to answer because I was eating to look good. There was no way I was eating to feel good. I just wanted to look good. That was it. And it was the same thing with body. It was like, do you exercise to feel good after or do you exercise to look good? And it was all about shifting that perspective of, I need to stop doing everything I'm doing right now to look good and do it to feel good because I'm obviously not feeling good and I think I'm doing all the right things. So it took a lot of rewiring my brain and breaking old habits and eating breakfast again. Like I used to never eat breakfast because I was like, I want to feel skinny for my workout class. I'll eat lunch later. 
So it was just like rewiring all those bad habits I had. And when it came to making food choices, it was like, do I want to eat this skinny pot popcorn because it's only 100 calories and it'll make me full? Or do I want to make a full kale salad with vegetables and sweet potatoes and filling things? It's going to be a lot more calories, but it's going to make me feel good. It was such a hard habit to break of like, let me navigate towards feeling good and like resetting my mindset of not everything depends on how you look. It's how you feel. And it was the same with exercise. I think the pandemic definitely brought that out of a lot of people that slowing down actually ended up being like the best thing that's happened to them. And it was the same thing with me with movement in my body. I didn't need to be running miles every day. I didn't need to be going to core power classes every single day because it made me sweat all that shit out. Because yes, it made me look strong, but did I feel strong? Not really. I've come to a point now where for me, exercise is all asking myself, what do I need today? Do I need a 10 minute ab session just to get my blood flowing? Or do I need 45 minutes of cardio to kind of like get my head in a better space? And there's no, I really get frustrated when people have like a workout regimen that's great and a routine is awesome, but how can you predict next Wednesday and how your body's going to feel next Wednesday if it's Monday the week before? Like you have no idea and you have no idea what food you're going to want to eat. So food prepping is another thing. Like meal planning is great, especially if you're busy, but are you really listening to your body then if you're prepping something on a Sunday to eat next Saturday? Like you have no clue what your body's going to want then. So really just tapping into that intuitive eating, mindful eating, mindful movement, and looking back and saying, like, really, really asking yourself, is this what I need right now? Because the answer might be no, and that's okay. And you don't have to work out today because guess why your body needed rest. So it's just being super clear with yourself and like really getting to that level of I know myself inside and out. And it is tough work. A lot of the times that means like navigating away from certain relationships or certain habits or certain places you used to go, because it's just like, you are your only person in life. Like I've said a hundred times already, only you can answer all of your questions and you know what you need best. So like literally just loving yourself first and knowing yourself inside and out. That I think is the key to honestly everything, wholeness and wellness and health. Because there's no way that Joe at the gym who lifts 600 pounds can tell Kristen, who's 25, and barely lift weights that this is what it's going to, this is what's going to help her be her best self. There's just like literally no way he has the answers for me, if that makes sense. You and I are so aligned in our thinking <laughs> on this. No, it's crazy. Like I, you know, I, I really like going into this, I want to just let you talk, but no, there's so many things that I like just need to respond to. Like, firstly, the whole like skinny pot mentality. Yes. And it's so backwards. I remember, so Melissa, Melissa Wood Health has been so impactful to me because uh, yes. her philosophy um, was so the opposite of so many other people's messaging. And she's so yeah. toned and, you know, thin. So right. even when that's what I wanted, that was really the first indicator to me that, oh, I don't have to do these crazy things to have a toned, thin body, which right. no bodies don't matter. But like, if that's what you're going for, it's just counterintuitive because like, let's say you deny your cravings or even worse, your hunger, you have the skinny pop, you're going to end up either binging or just snacking later. You're like, at the yep. end of the day, your body is, your survival instincts are going to be stronger than you and you're going to end up eating a fuck ton. You're going to be starving. Like, 
Absolutely. So if you nourish your body and listen to it, like it's smart. Your body, as long as you've exposed it to enough things, your body knows what it wants. If you've never tasted a vegetable in your life and you're eating off of Kraft mac and cheese, no, it's probably not going to want a vegetable because it doesn't even know what the fuck that is. But like if if you're exposing it to things, it's smart. It's so intelligent. It's going to, it's going to tell you what, what it really needs. You just have to learn how to listen. And it's a lot of unlearning and and Mm -hmm. silencing the noise of, of fear surrounding foods or food groups. Like I was so afraid of bread and carbs from F factor and bullshit that I heard. I have an English muffin every morning and like my weight is like stabilizing and I'm starting to gradually just kind of like lose weight, which I'm not even trying to do. It's because I'm giving my body what it actually needs. So I'm not snacking all day long or like, well, I don't, I don't binge since I've like recovered my eating disorder, but I like sometimes before, even when I was in my recovery and I was having to relearn how to eat before I was properly nourishing my body, I would find myself snacking late at night, not even binging, but just because I was genuinely hungry and like all that shit adds up. And you might as well have just had the fucking English muffin. If you're going to end up just having skinny pop all day, like in that it's, it's just, there's nothing wrong with skinny pop. It's just, you know what I mean? You know exactly 100%. what I mean. And yeah. about slowing down, like I love Soul Cycle as much as anyone, but in the pandemic, I had so much anxiety surrounding Soul Cycle stopping. I'm like, am I going to gain weight? And as much as I want right. to say it doesn't matter to gain weight, if you gain weight, I was worried about that. And to yeah. my surprise, as much as I love Soul Cycle and I think it's so great to get your blood pumping and it's great for your mind, my weight didn't fucking move. Like, right. Exactly. So it really. And oh my God, see, like everything you said is just so I agree with about meal prepping. (laughs) Going into the pandemic, I would buy like a pound of chicken and split it in in, and cook it and then basically split it into four. And I'd Mm -hmm. have four four ounce portions and I would eat them for my dinner. And that would be my dinner with, you know, a vegetable or a carb or whatever. But I was mindlessly eating because that's what I thought was the right amount. And then when I went home to the suburbs for, what ended up being three months, my yeah. I was cooking for my family and we were eating family style every night and I didn't have that portion to rely on. I had to serve myself and really listen and ask myself, do I want more? Am I hungry? Because I was already so firm in my recovery, I didn't want to slip back. So finding right. that delicate balance of nourishing myself but not overeating was really mm-hmm. something that I was having to learn and something that you don't really have to figure out if you're meal prepping. And I think that's a bad thing Yeah, because it's mindless. So, Mm -hmm. right. So although of course, like, especially if you live alone, like I do, like I'm going to buy multiple portions of things and it's just, you kind of like, I'm going to make larger batches, but constantly checking in with yourself. Is this what I actually want today? Do I want something different? It's so important because you you don't know. You don't know what you're going to wake up tomorrow and what you're going to feel like or what your body is going to crave in terms of food or movement. Um, right. You know, and of course I understand that like some people are so busy and have to plan ahead, but um, giving yourself as many options as possible, I think is, is the best thing. It's the only way to learn how to listen to that voice. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a huge believer in swaps don't eliminate. So a lot of people say like sweets are bad, don't eat sweets, carbs are bad, don't eat carbs. If you, like you said, if you don't feed that, you're going to binge it later. So for example, if I'm craving, like I used to be a huge candy junkie, if I'm craving something sweet, instead of just ignoring that and going to eat a salad, and then I'll probably binge sweets later, 
I will listen to that voice in my head and eat like a date with peanut butter or something else sweet I can find like peanut butter on like celery with like raisins or chocolate chips, dark chocolate, like all the different things that are the healthier options that you can swap instead of fully eliminate. Because if you fully eliminate something out of your diet, your body is going to literally crave it 10 times harder than it did before. And that's what leads to that mindless eating. And like, I'm just going to keep ignoring that voice, even though it knows best because it's my body and it's sending me a symptom right now. I'm just going to ignore it. And then I'll feel better. No, like swap, don't eliminate, find what's a healthier balance for you. And that, you know, makes you feel good after you eat it. So like fruits and vegetables and different things like that. And then like Google all those different recipes of like, people get so afraid of healthier chocolate chip cookies. You know what? If you can make a healthier spin of chocolate chip cookies, fucking do it then. So you can eat the chocolate chip cookie. I don't know why there's this stigma around like, we shouldn't have to look up healthier foods. Just like eat the butter and the sugar. Like, is your body really asking you for butter and sugar? Probably not. It just wants like something sweeter. So if you can find a healthier option for it, 100%. I'm totally all for that. And just finding what works for you and what craves, what's your sweet tooth craving. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even realize that their body saying you want candy right now is your body saying you need sugar. And if you eat fruit, oh my God, your body will be like, thank you. Your sweet craving's gone. Yeah. Or you never look at it that way. carbs, like same, same fucking 100%. thing. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I agree. You never like, look at it that way. Completely. And there's also such a difference. And I like, I want to make sure that people get this. Healthy does not mean low calorie or no calorie. Absolutely. Like we're of not, course. yeah. Like technically like, like cookies with coconut oil is going to have the same amount of fat as cookies with butter, but exactly. It, but like you're not going to get the same inflammatory response or digestive right. issues. Like, right. In perfect example, this morning I go on a walk with my friend Victoria every morning, and um, I get coffee every morning. And normally I go to like La Colombe or Real Good, but this morning I went to Beatrix, and their vegan gluten free chocolate chip cookie was calling my name. And at first I'm like, no, I'm not going to get a cookie. It's fucking eight in the morning. And then <laughs> and like it just sounded good. And then I'm, and then I got it, and I had like two bites at eight in the morning. And if I hadn't done that, I would be still thinking about a cookie at two p.m. It's the craziest thing. And a couple weeks ago, I was – I had a friend over and she asked if I had anything sweet. And I realized – and I used to be someone who at least – at least I thought I had a sweet tooth. Not sure if it's just because I had an eating disorder and I was binging basically – not basically, binging every single day. But – and like I grew up with a mom that has an ice cream sundae every night. And she's she's so healthy and active, but that's like her thing. So I thought I always thought I had such I had this huge sweet tooth. But anyway, my friend was over, asked me if I had any chocolate or anything, which normally I do, but I realized that I didn't, that I had ran out and I hadn't even realized. And because in and if I like clearly, like I just said, if I want something, I'll have it. I'm not depriving right. myself at all. But I think that because I'm coming from that place now, I just don't fucking think about it because I'm not right. sitting here don't have the chocolate, don't have the chocolate. It's like, exactly. if you're yep. coming from that place, it's all you'll think about. It's like, if there's a boy that's not giving you attention, all you do is think about him. It's the same thing. Yeah. Toxic. It's toxic. It's so toxic. Your brain's just going to focus on it. Right. It's, ugh, don't worry. I re up the chocolate. And now if, if you come over, don't worry. There's, there's, <laughs> I, I have options now. I have enjoy life. I have like, just so good. Much. Yay. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, how do you maintain self-confidence and self-love despite social media and basically society just telling you and every other girl that you're not pretty enough or skinny enough or successful enough or anything enough? 
So this is a tough question on so many levels because, like I said before, I was such an introvert before. I had, this is like something crazy that people don't really know about me is I had zero self-confidence. Like I could walk into a room full of a hundred people and I would think that everyone was staring at me and that there was like a sign on my head that said loser. And like, why do all these people think these things about me? When in reality, they probably didn't even notice I walked in the door. Like little things like that. I was just had no self-confidence. I had no self-love. It took so long to get to a place of being like so okay with myself that even today to like talk about it, I feel like I was a different person back then. And a lot of it stemmed from issues that happened in high school and college. And I just remember after graduating college, at the time I was dating someone who I guess you could say is like a public figure in the public eye. Um, So I was getting attention on social media through that. And a lot of it was positive and like good stuff and like great for you for doing your own thing and taking your own route. And then there was a lot of negative. Like I had direct messages in my inbox from young girls, which is what threw me off the most of saying like, this is going to be so vulgar, but like, you ugly bitch, you don't deserve to be dating a guy like that. Or wow, you're so fat, little things like that coming from and I would click their profile. And it would be like a young girl who had like her high school or her grade school in her bio. And I'm like, how is this negativity being manifested into these kids so young? And why are they doing it all in my direct message? Like, why is no one saying this to my face? Like I was coming from a place of I graduated college. I started to work for SoulCycle. I was gaining all this confidence. And then I was still getting these messages. And I was just so confused where I was coming from. And it took a lot of like reflection and work to realize. And everyone says it, but it's it's hard to believe that those people are just reflecting something that's going on in their lives onto you. It has nothing to do with you. You are your own person. You are on your own path. Anybody who sheds any negativity towards you is a reflection of something that they're missing in their lives. And I saw a quote from Melissa Wood Health, who we're literally obsessed with, where Mm. she put up on her story one day, pray for the haters and then delete. Delete them out of your life. Don't even think about that person ever again. Pray for them because honestly, they're projecting something that's going on and delete. You don't need that in your life. You don't need that to bring you down. And it took me a lot to realize that because I was getting these hate messages. and People, I got a message from a man one day, an older guy, and he was like, I'm so surprised that you're a fitness instructor, but you don't have abs. Uh And I just was like, so taken aback that someone had like the ability to say that to another human that I just was like, there is no respect on social media. Like people use this as a platform to just tear each other down. And when I got to that point, I was like, I'm going to flip it around then and use this as a platform to tear someone up. So when I got a direct message last week of a girl who accidentally sent it to me instead of her friend, she said, I knew she got her lips done or something, or she totally got a lip job. Which, which I haven't. And if you have, hell yeah, you do whatever you want with your own body. But I hadn't. And I responded. That grind. <laughs> exactly. Old me would have been like, delete, fuck this little girl, like, ew. Or I would have responded and been like, hell no, you suck. Old me would have said that. But new kind of coming from a place of self love and confidence and wanting to help others. I gave her the link to my gua sha tutorial that I found. If you don't know what a gua sha is, it's like a jade roller, but it's a stone instead. And I found a tutorial that can plump your lips because the gua sha like is all about bringing blood to your face and plumping your skin. So I've been doing that. And I sent her the link and I was like, thank you so much for noticing. I didn't get a lip job, but if you want to work on yours, here's how I did it for mine. I'm and dead. poor girl, she was so embarrassed and so upset. And she apologized a thousand times. And 
it's okay. It happens. But I hope that that was a lesson for her that one, cyberbullying is never okay. Two, now that she's been caught in it, I hope she takes it as a lesson of, I should reflect on myself, that this girl just answered me so nicely and wanted to help me after I tore her down. Like that's the type of person I should want to become. So it's just like spreading positivity and being authentic with yourself on social media, because that's going to draw your tribe in and the people who are self-love and who are authentic. Because if you just continue putting out fakeness into the world, that's all you're going to get back and you're going to feel empty. And it took a few of those DMs and a few of those direct messages hating on me to realize that like these people are just projecting something that's going wrong into their life onto me. And guess what? I don't have my shit together. I never will. I'm the type of person who just tries really hard to be my best self and care for others and help others. But there are for sure days where I put my phone down and I'm like, I can't do it today. I can't show up not feeling my best. It was when I made the switch to, you know what, I'm going to show up anyway and be authentic and tell people on social media that I'm having a shit day. And if you're feeling that way, you're not alone. So reach out. Things like that, just making that switch to being yourself because social media can be such a toxic fake place if you allow it to be. But if you allow it to be this tool of self-love and confidence and wellness and people bringing you up and empowering you, then that's what it'll be for you. So I really, I respect people who don't use social media, but at the same time, a lot of their view is like social media is toxic and everything's fake on there. And it might be, but a lot of the times there are a lot of people who are real on there and it's such a tool to build a community. So if you can show up as your authentic self, I am all for it. And if you have to put your phone down sometimes because you're not feeling it, I am also all for that. But I feel like we need to break the stigma that social media is just this toxic hole because it only is as if you let it. It just matter. It just matters who you follow. Hundred um, percent. And but just just so everyone knows, I mean, I'm sure people are going to go to your profile, but like, I remember vividly walking in when I walked into that soul cycle, like seeing you, and like you're just, I don't know, whatever the fuck that person wants to say. You have abs, number one. Even if, <laughs> you don't need to, but you do, so you have them. It's like tan, blonde, hot as shit on that fucking bike. I'm like, holy shit, this bitch. Like, who the fuck? Like. <laughs> I'm like, I am not worthy. Like, <laughs> so like, I, just, makes- like <sighs> I wanted to reply to that guy and just be like, my personality is so great. Like, <laughs> why do you care about my ass? Like, that's what I was feeling that day. I was like, wow, that's really sad that he feels that way because I have a really great personality and I feel like him and I could have gotten along one day. But like, that's like the <laughs> stupid shit that runs through my head when I get a message that says like, wow, how are you a fitness instructor if you don't have abs? Like, no, you don't need to have abs to be a fitness instructor. And you do have a great, like, truly the best personality. But you also are hot as shit and have abs. So it just actually doesn't make sense. Like, I love you. No, I love you more. But like, I mean, like, like you, it would be totally fine if you didn't. Like, you can be a fitness instructor at any size. Oh, my gosh. With that said, you have a killer fucking body and abs. So can that person kindly fuck off? Like, what? I hope he listened. I, I I hope he maybe not. He can he can do something else. I don't think he's wanted here. Um, just kind of on that note. So obviously it matters who you follow, and I think right, it's not social media that's toxic. It's the people you follow that are toxic. Mm-hmm. But even like I try super hard to curate my feed and not follow people like that. But like every once in a while, I'll see like an Olivia Culpo or an Alexis Ren, and I'll be like, wow, fuck me, like. Yeah, I'm like I do not look like them. Like I'm not skinny enough mm-hmm. or not pretty enough, whatever. How do you handle seeing pictures of girls that make you feel like you aren't skinny enough or pretty enough or just like not this enough or you need to get fucking filler or like whatever? 
Right. I think it all goes back to what you said on your first episode. You definitely tapped into that. Their life is not yours and they can look like the happiest, skinniest, prettiest girl in the world, but are they really happy with themselves? Like, do they feel that self-confidence? Do they love themselves unconditionally? And it's like, like exactly like you said, when you look around and you actually, if you were to get Olivia Culpo in the room or get another model in the room, if you were to ask her, like, are you actually happy with yourself? Like, do you, what do you do? What is this? I guarantee their answers are going to be like, well, a lot of the times, no. And like, this is what I struggle with. We, like you said, you look around the room of all the skinniest, prettiest people and you're like, oh fuck, we all feel the same way. Like we all feel insecure. And sometimes we don't have those days where we feel our best. It's just like such a human response to want to find something that looks and feels better than you and like want to put yourself there. It's like us trying to make ourselves better by comparing ourselves to Olivia Culpo, who is probably five nine and has, you know, a personal trainer, a chef at her house, like little things like that that are just so not achievable for us. And I guess it's just kind of like detaching yourself from that mentality of you just have to find your own self-love first because you have no idea what someone like that is going through. She could, and I, and I could be totally wrong. She could be the most confident person and so happy with herself and so happy with her body, but her story is also just different than yours. So just totally. finding your own confidence in yourself and your own self-worth. And instead of looking at her picture, like, whoa, I want her body. Why not? Whoa, I love her confidence. How can I get myself there? Like how I love the way she glows in pictures and her smile is amazing. Like different things like that and saying like, because a lot of the times when I go on the beach and I see someone in a bikini who I think is fitter than me, or I look around and I see someone who I think is skinnier than me, I've kind of stopped viewing it that way. And I've started viewing it as she is so confident and looks so good in that bikini. And that just brings me like joy because it's not recognizing her physical feature. It's recognizing the energy she's giving out. So it's the same with all of those Instagram models and everyone on there. Again, their feeds could be so totally curated to just like make them look happy but try to recognize behind the scenes and say, instead of, wow, she's so skinny and so fit. How about, wow, she has such great confidence to post these pictures. Like, I want to be confident. I want to be like that. I want to love myself to the fact where I don't care about others. and I just have my own confidence. So it's definitely a tough place to navigate. And it all just comes back to being so secure with yourself. Because if you have no security with yourself and you have zero confidence, there is no way an Instagram model is going to help you build that up. Like yeah. they're the opposite of inspiration. You should be looking towards someone else who's just like radiating that confidence and doesn't give a fuck about their look. Yeah. It's just, it's such, it's such hard waters to navigate and absolutely nothing against any of these girls. Olivia Colpo is like amazing and the most beautiful woman, but it's just like, you have to be real with yourself. And am I really comparing myself to this person? are our bodies the same? Like, am I the same height as her? Probably not. Like, was I born from her parents? No. So I don't have any of their genes. Like just being real with yourself and finding that confidence within yourself. Yeah. That's what people recognize when you do walk in a room and you see that girl at the party that everyone's talking to. It's like, that's just the person that radiates confidence. It probably has nothing to do with her looks and everything to do with what she's giving off and the vibes that she gives off. That's always how I've always navigated towards friends is like, what are they making me feel when I talk to them? It has nothing to do with looks, but more of what are they giving off? Like, how are they giving their energy to the world? Finding that balance. Yeah. I mean, no one stays friends with someone for years or stays in a relationship for years, or at least most people don't because of, because someone's hot or because someone's skinny. It just Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
that, that, that doesn't sustain anything, you know? Um, Definitely. and yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, with that said for me, like I know that seeing pictures of ultra thin girls just makes me feel shitty. So I unfollow them. Sure. I curate my feet, like people that just post pictures of them in a bikini every single day I unfollow. But with that said, like, you know, the reason I decided to call this podcast, you'd never know is just because there's so much you'd never know. Like most of the things that we're sharing are going to be news to people about you. But, right. and that can be a really positive thing. But also on the flip side, things aren't always what they look like. Like those pictures, number one, they're edited as shit. And like, I've right. been posting a lot also of the same person at the same time from two different angles, because I think right. you forget, you know, like it's, I, it happens to my friends and I all the time. We'll take a picture in a weird position or from a wrong angle and like your arm looks big and you move it and then it looks half the size, but that first picture fucks with your head. Like yep. pictures that influencer posts, number one, they take a hundred pictures. Number two, it's usually with the ring light or professional lighting. It's edited. Right. They also probably have filler. Like there's so much shit at play. Like if you were in that situation with their makeup artists and their lighting and their angle, like you would look, it's just, it's the comparison game. You'll never win. Like you'll just- uh- Right. It's a, definitely a toxic cycle. And I love the way you curate your feed. I think that's super important. And that's how you get Instagram to be a place of like, <laughs> Kai, do you want to talk on this podcast? Kai, what do you think about wellness and self-love? Come. Come. He's like, shut up, mom. Okay. He's good now. Come here. Mm-hmm. We obviously talked about curating your feed with people you don't want to see, but who are your biggest inspirations or role models in the wellness space? Obviously, we talked about Melissa. Oh, she's the best. Melissa would help for sure because she's just so real and raw and shows you behind the scenes of the stuff that the average influencer is not going to show you. Who else do I love? I love the mindful blonde, Danielle. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I love her. She's the same way. Just had a baby the one thing I love about her is her realness and like her confidence and just the energy she gives off is her captions are like so beautifully written and different things like that. And she has the best ideas when it comes to food and like juicing inspiration. So that those are the people I um, gravitate towards for sure. And then I love filling my feed with mantras and quotes and like pretty pictures that bring me like energy. It's like so strange, but I love poetry. So if I'm feeling down one day or I'm like not seeing things I love to see on my social media, I will literally go out of my way and look through the search and type in like daily mantras or daily poems and find an account that has someone writing poetry every day or posting these cute little quote pictures that are like calming to look at. And even if you don't do anything with those pictures, just seeing that in your feed automatically brings like lightheartedness, happiness, little things like that. And same with like food and exercise. I'm going to follow the accounts of the food that I know makes me feel good and brings me energy. So one of the accounts I follow, Wellness with Courtney, she lives in a van with her fiance, Nate, and their dog. And they like travel around California and they're so cool and laid back and they're so real and raw. And she posts healthy recipes. But then at the end of the day, she posts like her margarita she's having that night. And so that to me is just like the balance, the best of both that when I see like their cute little van pictures and like their perfect little life, but then she's also like behind the scenes struggling with trying to take like a shower living in a van or like staying healthy when you're living in literally a car. So it's nice to see like the balance of both and then like ending it with a margarita. I love that. But definitely just like following those certain people that bring you like joy. And it's hard to find because you'll find an account and think like, 
wow, this girl is so beautiful and pretty. I think this is like what I want to be like. And then it turns out that that person is just kind of like the opposite of your message. So just kind of going back to those values and stuff and your goals and like, what do you want to see on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. What do you need to be told every day? Because again, you're the only person that knows what you need to hear. You're the only person that knows what you need to see. Like my biggest pet peeve is when girls say like, I just got my hair cut. My boyfriend didn't even notice. Is it his job to notice that? I mean, did you get your hair cut for him or did you get it cut for you? Like you are the only one that knows how to hype yourself up. So if you just got your haircut, look in the mirror and be like, fuck yeah, girl, you look good. You love this haircut. Stop relying on other people to fill you up. Same thing with social media. You curate that to what makes you feel good. And if you're putting out that energy, if you're only with especially guys where you need their validation to feel good, you are going to attract the wrong fucking guys. Just no, you're attracted. It's just, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Nope. Yep. (laughs) Um, Perfect segue total general like such a general question relationships advice words of wisdom what would you tell girls listening my best advice I can give you is stay true to yourself we lose ourselves whether it's friendships boyfriends girlfriends family members whatever it may be whatever the relationship is when you surround yourself with different types of people, you start to lose yourself because you want to either be like them, impress them, do what they do, whatever it is. Stay grounded. Remember what makes you you and never change yourself, especially for a boy. There are so many girls out there who think that they have to change what they are or how they act or what they do just to make someone else happy. And then at the end of the relationship, you look back and you were like, I completely lost a version of myself in that relationship. And that's when heartbreak happens because you have to find that girl again and you have to put your big girl pants on and rediscover what makes you you. I think a key to a long, successful relationship is just staying true to yourself. Same with your partner. If it's a friendship, boyfriend, girlfriend, like I said, remaining true to yourself and never changing for someone's expectations because do you really want to spend the rest of your life or be surrounded by people who don't love you for you? Like that is the most, heartbreaking traumatizing thing find those people and trust me they are out there your tribe will find you find those people those boys those girls that just love you for you because you are so good enough and you will find that person out there who sees all those qualities and loves them so just staying true to yourself do not change yourself I know you're gonna like listen to this if you're in that situation now and be like but he's so cute but he loves me but he buys me cool things like but I can't be lonely. Guess what? You're going to look 10 years from now and be like, why did I let myself live a life that was just not me? Actually, let me pull up on my Instagram right now because I reposted this last night and it's the exact same thing I'm talking about. So this post, someone went, worked in a nursing home and they went around and asked people in the nursing home, what are some things that you regret? Because they're on the end of their life. They're about to pass. So it's the top five regrets of the dying. And number one, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. And they say it's the most common regret of all, because when people realize their life is almost over and they look back on it, it's easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. So the moment you lose yourself in something or someone else, your dreams are just completely altered. They're not yours anymore. Your goals aren't yours anymore. 
And it's just like you are becoming something that you weren't put on this earth to be. And stay true to yourself because we need people out there that are so authentic. Yeah. That's the people who change the world, who have their goals and they're aligned. They're aligned with what they want to do. Those are the people who make strides and who are happy and confident. So just like if I could tell any young girl, especially like where I was in high school, I definitely considered myself to be in a toxic sort of relationship that carried on over into college a little bit. But to say to her, like, stop changing yourself for this person because they're not your person and your person will find you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been in situations like that. And when you start shaving away parts of yourself because you think it's what they want and you – like there's a difference between being inspired by the person you're with to make positive changes or become the best version of yourself. That's something totally Absolutely. different. Like, like ditching bad habits and evolving, that's awesome. But when you start literally shaving away parts of yourself or saying no to plans or making big decisions because yep. you think it's right or yep. – when you shave so much away, at the end of the day, there's nothing left. And I remember vividly being like, holy shit, when did I become so small? And when did I start thinking, not only even twice, but like three times, four times before I said and did anything, when you become so obsessed with what someone else thinks of you and you ask yourself how they're going to react to everything you say and do, you're not living for yourself anymore. And that's just, that's not what it's supposed to be at all. Absolutely. It goes for just everything in your life. I love how you said shave away yourself because that's how it'll feel at the end of it. You'll look back and be like, why, how did I get to this place of literally feeling so small? Yeah. It doesn't happen yeah. all at once. It's like a little here, a little there, yep. and there's just nothing left. Like yeah. you, just, you lose your shape. It's, um, yeah. So if you're listening, if anything that we said resonated with you, then it's, then, it, then it, you should probably think about that. I hope it's um, that. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. What are three actionable things that someone listening can do today to improve their health, feel better, become a better version of themselves? Absolutely. Step one, sit down, become super clear on your goals, your values, your priorities. Know what you want in life, even when you have to have the tough conversation of, is this what I really want to do? Am I in the right career? Things that you've been putting in the back of your mind that you're scared to change, sit down with yourself, look at yourself in the mirror, and get so clear on your goals for the next week, for the next two weeks, whatever it may be, whatever set of time you can give yourself and don't overwhelm yourself. I always say two goals at a time. And then once you meet that goal, you check it off and you replace it. So getting super clear on your goals, your values, your priorities, and staying true to them. Number two, I would say start to meditate. Meditation is a game changer, especially it's been one for me for sure. There is so much noise in the world that we just cannot block out. And the way to start doing that is by giving yourself 10 minutes to just breathe every day. And a lot of people go into meditation and think that they're going to come out of it with this like holy answer of, oh my God, this is my purpose in life. This is what I'm supposed to do. Doesn't necessarily happen like that. You have to give yourself the space to slow down and breathe and let your mind clear for 10 minutes in order to get to that automatic goal of like, this is what I was supposed to be. So when you, if you've never tried meditation before, download an app, Headspace or the Calm app, or even just like YouTube, a 10 minute beginner meditation and go into it with no expectations. Don't think you're going to come out of it a changed person. Just like all things health and wellness, meditation is a habit that once you build it, you will start to see the biggest changes in your life. You will become more clear on what you want. You will be happier with yourself. You'll look at your, and you'll feel just like such a sense of calm 
it's almost like just washing anxieties away because you're giving yourself 10 minutes to just be clear because the noise in the world is so loud. And like I've said a thousand times, you are the only voice in your head that you should be listening to. So step one, I would say becoming super clear on your goals. Number two, meditation. And then I have so many things that I could say, (laughs) but I would just say number three on your health and wellness journey of just like becoming your most authentic self. Honestly, yeah, there's like so many things I could pick from. I think the best thing would to just be forgiveness and forgiving yourself. And this has nothing to do with like food and body. So people are going to be like, what the hell is this girl preaching about? But just having forgiveness for yourself and for others, because finding your own health and wellness journey it's going to take a lot of trial and error and it's going to take a lot of times where you're going to have to look in the mirror and forgive yourself for what you've done so far, whether that's binging and eating disorder, over-exercising, filling your body with crap that it just did not need at the time, talking poorly to yourself, like body talk, looking in the mirror and feeling disgusting, all those little negative habits that have built up to now. If you can look in the mirror and forgive yourself for them and leave them in the past, then that is just setting you up for so much success in the future and practicing forgiveness with other people around you. Because again, nobody's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. And if you are just holding this like black, I just want to say like black slime in your heart, and you're just holding on to all the negativity around you, you're never going to be able to release that yourself and live like your best life and your most authentic life. So definitely just being so patient and gentle with yourself that you are able to have those days where you go to fucking Shake Shack and you eat a a big burger and you feel so good after and you forgive yourself later. And you're not looking at it as like, oh my God, a cheat meal, like that's awful. No, you're looking at it as I'm filling my needs and I forgive myself for ever looking at that as something bad. Yeah. So definitely getting super clear on what you want in life. Number two, meditation, giving yourself space to just breathe and write down any thoughts that come to your head and just giving yourself a moment and three practicing forgiveness. And again, food and body that all comes later in your wellness journey. And it'll come so naturally once you're able to be super clear on those three things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you said writing down also, because I think journaling is a huge thing, huge thing. Definitely. One thing I do is my 10 minute meditation. And before I start, I write at the top of my page, post meditation thoughts, and I have my pen and paper ready. So I don't even have to get it. The second I open my eyes, it's like whatever just came to me. And it's crazy because those subconscious thoughts that you're writing out, you'll go back and read them and be like, whoa, in the moment, I had no idea. I was thinking like, let one time I wrote down, like, let go, release, like, let go, let go, let go. I wrote it like a hundred times on the page and I looked back on it and I was like, that was a moment in my life where my subconscious was telling me that something's holding you back. You just have to let it go. Yeah. And it's like the most freeing thing to look back on. It's all about clearing the clutter. Like that's yep. something that Jacqueline, oh, if you're listening, Jacqueline, shout out to you. Clearing the clutter. It's, well, it's the same thing. I mean, so about oh, – I love everything you said and I could not agree more. Um, and I'm, I do not do the two goals thing. I am going to take that into my own life and start doing that because I, I love that. Good. I think it's so approachable, not overwhelming. And sometimes yep. people get so overwhelming – they get so overwhelmed by this huge list that they just don't right. do fucking anything because they're like, fuck this. Exactly. I can't do this. You just sit and watch Netflix and you don't start. Um, right. So I love that. It's the same thing Definitely. as cleaning your room. If you just start like drawer by drawer or, you know, section by section of your apartment, it's so much easier to start. Um, right. Meditating. So first, 
is there an app that you use routinely or do you switch it up? Um, I usually use Headspace. Sometimes mm-hmm. I switch it up to the Melissa Wood Health Meditations because I love her. But I've been getting to a place that I'm so solid with my meditation that I allow myself to just put my AirPods in and put them on like silent mode. So it's kind of just quiet in my head and then I'll just go for 10 minutes. This is definitely something that's hard for me because without a guided meditation, I feel the need to like open my eyes or like make sure I'm breathing right. So it comes with time to be able to trust yourself to just like sit in silence. Mm -hmm. But because of like what's going on in my life and the world and everything around me, the silence is almost like necessary for me right now. So it's just like 10 minutes of my brain allowing thoughts to come, but then letting them go and rebring it back to the breath. I would say though, for beginners or anyone interested in getting deeper into their practice, Headspace is so worth it. Their app is incredible. They have so many different meditations. And then if you're new to it and you don't really want to spend money on an app or you're not, you don't know if you'll follow through fully with it, I would say start with YouTube. You can literally type in like five minute meditation for beginners and YouTube has like a ton of stuff. And then once you start to really train yourself and kind of build that habit of giving yourself those moments every day, go ahead, download the app and do like other things. And then you start to explore on like just doing it on your own or telling yourself a mantra during your meditation and just keeping focused there. But I would say headspace for sure. Totally. And I think that 10 minutes of silence really is the goal. And guided mm-hmm. meditations really are like the training wheels. Um, also, side note, when you come back and when chill opens, we have to go. You need to go to one of Daryl's classes with me. It's Oh my God. It's like, it's like going to meditation school. It's amazing. I love their Instagram. It's like so nice and airy and peaceful. I've got to go there. But I mean, meditation, I've always thought, this is just how I've always thought about it. And I don't know why, but it's like when you sleep, you're resting your body, but I've never really thought of it as rest for the mind. Like I'm someone that has nightmares or even night terrors. Like my mind is not rested when I'm sleeping. The only time that I feel like my mind is at peace is when I'm in um, a yoga class or meditating. And it truly changes your brain. It literally changes the gray matter in your brain. It puts you into that rest and digest mode instead of fight or flight. Right. It is so important and people often feel like they're not doing it right and that's okay. Like just right. try and something that Daryl taught me, um, Daryl Jones, literally a godsend. <laughs> if you're struggling and if you're having a bunch of random thoughts, something that I do is I'll literally – my mantra will be this is the practice and I'll literally just yeah. breathe in. This is the practice. Breathe out. This is the practice. Like – because that's what it is. It's learning to kind of just clear your mind of those thoughts and just focus on nothing. And just I love that. That's that's all it is. And sometimes you have those days where it's hard, and that doesn't mean that you should stop. It means you should lean in. Yes. And and that's when you really can strengthen your meditation practice and just just try it. It'll help you in so many ways. And um, mm-hmm. there are there are really great free ones on YouTube. Also about forgiveness. Yes, and. This is oh, – it me for me especially, like someone that has done such horrible shit to my body, like yeah. it's the biggest thing and it can feel really shitty to like want to be on this new path but know all of the shit that I did in the past. Yes. And yep. forgiving, forgiving that um, and being kind to yourself is one of the biggest things. It's also one of the biggest ways to find a life of balance. Like hundred percent, especially during quarantine, there have been days I've been so fucking hungover and I just had to eat like shit when I'm hungover to feel better. And then I'll be like, why the fuck did I do that? Like, why did I drink so much? Why did I eat like shit? Like, and then you just have to forgive yourself and move on and go back to what you normally do. If you mm-hmm. just get so caught up in self-loathing and self-hatred, like you're just going to, 
then you're just going to really get into a bad place. Um, it's a snowball. It's definitely a snowball effect. I always tell a lot of my clients who seek one-on-one coaching that struggle with that. Well, I just had a cheat day. I just did this. I just did that. The best part about your own health and wellness is you can get back on the wagon as quickly as you fell off. Like there is no, I need to have three days of cheating and then I'll get back on. If you went out and you had a night and you enjoyed yourself the next morning, you can get on as quickly as you got off. Like there's no weekends are my cheat. There's no 24 hours. I give myself to eat all this stuff. Like you can stop yourself the moment you feel like you're ready to get back on your journey and pick off, pick up right where you left off. Yeah. Super simple. Yeah. And if you're working with someone who's like scheduling in a cheat meal for you, then fucking run. Like literally fucking run. Run as fast as you can. Eat the burger. Run as fast as you can and then throw the wrapper back at that person. Yeah. But like that's not cheating. That's living. And like those things are happiness. And there's also food that feeds your soul. And there's birthdays and dates and you know the quote it's like those five to ten pounds yeah yeah like you know what I mean it's just it's worth it like the the, there's so much of course food is fuel and nutrition and all of that but also like there's times that you're going to eat the pizza with real cheese from Portofino because it fucking tastes good and it's fun and that's what they have and you have to be able to forgive yourself and in terms of forgiving other people this is something that I've struggled with too especially people that have really wronged you even if you can't necessarily get to a place of like being okay with what they did, because for me, there are certain people that like as much as therapists or people want to say forgive and you know, whatever I've done this thing where I've just literally just written a letter to them that I never send. And I just say, I "I release, and and I'll just write, I release because there are certain things that I cannot forgive for. I just can't, but I will release it to myself for me because carrying that around, it's such horrible energy. It's exactly what you said. It's that black slime. It's just on your heart. It's clutter in your heart and your mind. And even if you know that it was so wrong and you might not be able to forgive or forget, just release it. Write it down. Burn it. Let that shit fucking go. You have to. I love that so much. I love that. I recently did something where I took a glass plate and it was like a plate that I didn't use anymore. It was just in our apartment, a glass plate, took a Sharpie to it and just wrote a bunch of crap that was on my heart, whether that was people or situations or things, all the negativity in my life, all of the things that have just haunted me for so long. And I haven't been able to move past fucking wrote it on the plate with a Sharpie and then just smashed it on the ground. And I was like, that's it. I will never bring their name in my head again. And I will just forgive everything they've done and just release it. Because now that that plate is broken, like everything is gone. It was just such a strong release. It's like writing the letter. If it takes you doing something physical to let it go, do it because it's a lot harder for us to just be like, Oh, I forgive the person. I forget it because do you really, or is it still like in there? Cause it yeah. might still be in there. So take yeah. those extra steps, especially when it comes to yourself, like actually treat yourself to that day and then be so gentle on yourself the next day. Like forgive. And I mean, pray for and delete. That's like all I keep thinking. Mm-hmm. It's truly, yeah. I, I did these two really powerful like burning sessions. I was in these two workshops and one was writing every bad name you've ever called yourself and all the secrets you have. And then, um, it was like a process thing. First you write all the, all of the bad names you've ever called yourself or been called all the secrets you have. And then we, then we drew a picture of our, of our darkness, which is like, like you explained the black slime. For me, I drew like the monster from Stranger Things. I don't know why that yeah, came to mind. Yeah, and then sure. ripped up all these pieces of paper and then burned them and just watched that shit burn. And then I did it again in another workshop writing 
I release and everything I was releasing. And those two exercises with Jacqueline, holy shit. And those are things that people can do at home today. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, so powerful. It's so yeah, powerful. You're, you're going to come across a lot of people in your life that don't have the same views as you, who try to change you, who don't agree with you, who say nasty things about you. And if you let that build up, that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to just be a buildup inside of you until it eats you alive. So if you can start today, right now, in this moment, forgiving your past and forgiving anyone who has wronged you and forgiving yourself, that's just step one of stepping into your most authentic light. It truly is because there are so many haters out there. And again, it's just a self-reflection of what's going on in their life. So honestly, pray for them, send them good vibes, whatever it is that you believe in, send that to them and then let it go. Delete it. Doesn't even to be a hater. It can just be like a a toxic friend, a toxic boyfriend, a friend that's causing drama. Just it has nothing to do with you most of the time. Really nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Last three questions. No. I know. So if there's anything that you want to say, like include them in these or obviously we can talk about things after. Got Um, it. What are some rituals or routines that you do every day or almost every day that keep you grounded and on track and successful in terms of, you know, whatever you want to define success as? So business, health, all of that. So just absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I love a good routine. When I stray away from them, I definitely notice a shift in myself. So it's very important to stick to them if they make you feel good. So when I wake up in the morning, I've I've tried to navigate away from going to the phone right away because that to me is just so toxic. So instead I wake up and I will get up, do my morning thing, wash my face, go right away to that. And while I'm in the bathroom, I have my morning mantras. These are so important to me. I learned them through a book I was reading called Super Attractor by Gabrielle Bernstein. I want to read it. I'll I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I have it. It's a game changer. But I learned the morning mantras from there. And it can be as simple as a list of five things you love about yourself or five motivating quotes that you've seen. So in my morning mantras, I will literally say out loud, it's so corny, but if you don't say it out loud, you're not going to believe yourself. I look in the mirror when I'm brushing my teeth, washing my face, and I'll say my five morning mantras of the morning. And they change every now and then. So for example, I could say like one of them, I'll look in the mirror and be like, today is a great day. You will spread positivity and you will spread light to those around you. You will feel happiness throughout the day and you will lift those up around you. Like just saying those little things that resonate with you at the time. If you're going through a heartbreak, you can look in the mirror and say, you are so beautiful. You are on the right path. This is exactly where you're supposed to be. Just like those comforting words that you almost wish that like your friends would say to you in the moment, say it to yourself because you know you need to hear it. So I wake up, do that, my morning mantras, and then I will go out, grab my five minute journal that I have. It's a journal prompt that just asks you like the things you're thankful for on the one side and then a brain dump on the other. So I kind of go through my gratitude list, write all the things that I'm thankful for. They can be super simple, super complex, whatever's on my mind that day. And then my brain dump, which I have found so effective for like, like you were saying, successful mornings. Because when we wake up, we are dreaming, we're thinking about things at night, our subconscious is working. So getting all of that stuff out onto the paper and not letting it determine the rest of my day. Because if I wake up and I'm, not, I'm feeling a little off that morning and it had something to do with the night before, I let it go on the paper. And then once I close my journal, that's it. My morning starts fresh. And then I have my juice. So juice is like everyday thing for me. 
I love my juice. I do a veggie and fruit juice every morning. It's just something that has kept me super grounded and focused. And it's something that starts my day off right. I know I'm going to have a good day if I have my juice. And it like, it might not be the same for someone else, but it's just something that I love doing every morning. It's super therapeutic to me. And it just like sets me up great. And there are like unlimited benefits from juicing. So that's just added bonus. But it's something that once I finish my juice, I know I'm ready for my day. And it keeps me like super grounded. So those are definitely my important things. At nighttime, that's when I usually meditate because I like to calm myself down from the day. So nighttime is just kind of the same thing. Go in the bathroom, wash my face, get ready for bed. And instead of scrolling, now it's just put on my meditation, close my eyes, journal whatever came to me and go to bed. So you're a meditate at night girl. I'm a meditate at night girl. I will not stray away if I feel like I need it in the middle of the day. Like if I'm super anxious or something and I just feel like I need to breathe, by all means, I will totally stray away from my normal routine. But I find it effective just for me at least because I can get everything out that's been going on through the day and kind of just shut my mind down before nighttime. And once I write down my post-meditation thoughts, I'm like, okay, that's it. You wrote them down, just kind of close the journal and settle in for the night. Obsessed. And I love the way you spoke about mantras. you and you and Jacqueline need to speak because you guys are so aligned. <laughs> even, you guys even both talk about like she says brain dump. Like you guys are, it's yes. insane. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. But um, one of the biggest shifts for me in working with her was thinking about meditation or sorry, thinking about mantras as instructions to the universe, yeah. which was like a huge shift yeah. for me because it, like she would say, like write down like you are enough or you are successful or you are beautiful. I'm like, well, I don't believe that. She's like, that's fine. There are instructions for the universe. Like, what sure. do you want to feel? What do you want to be? What do you Absolutely. want to manifest? And that sounded a lot like what you were saying. And I love the yep. way you said thinking about with things you wish your friends would tell you, like, fuck that, be your own fucking best friend, be your own exactly. Hype exactly. Woman. Hype yourself up. Cause you know what you need to hear. And it, like you said, you might not believe it at first, but the more you put it out there one morning, I swear, it's just going to click and it's you're going to look click. in the mirror and you're going to be like, hell yeah, I am the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Like, it's just going to come to you. And that's the universe's way of saying like, you're in alignment now, do what you got to do. Yeah. So just like keep saying it until you believe it. Cause once it clicks, you're going to be like, okay, yes, this is it. Yeah. Your subconscious, its job is to confirm the stories that, that you tell it. So you will right. like, like your mood in the way you view yourself will adjust to match whatever you're saying. Also I tried, and I'm sure you do the same. I tried to only do affirmations and mantras that are positive. So I won't say like, I'm not ugly. Like your, your, your subconscious right. can't tell the difference. It just hears the word ugly negative. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it will, it will find, it will adjust. It sounds so weird, but it's literally the fucking way your brain works. Keep saying it, keep manifesting it. It's real. Your brain will make it happen. Like that's why power Mm -hmm. posing works. You put out the vibes. It literally changes your energy. It changes everything about your brain. Just say it, manifest it, say the affirmation. It will, it will come true. It will manifest. It's crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the law of attraction, baby. Um, what would you tell your 23 year old self and what would you tell your 16 year old self? Okay. So 23 year old self was just getting out of soul cycle training. I was in New York for the summer training for soul cycle, kind of doing my own thing, navigating where I wanted to go next. Um, I think I made a lot of choices based off of people around me and what the people around me were doing and where they were going and comparing myself to 
people I'd graduated with and like, wow, I don't have a nine to five. Like I don't look successful. I'm going through soul cycle training. It was just a lot of comparison at that age. So if I could look back and shake myself in the moment and tell myself, remember who you are, remember your strengths, remember what brings you joy and happiness and shut the noise out. This is your own journey, your own path. You will end up where you're supposed to be if you just listen to yourself, like just block the noise around you out. That was definitely something I struggled with two years ago. Mm -hmm. And to my 16 year old self, I would probably say like, you need to walk into the room with your head held high and you need to literally just look every single person in the room in the eye and just radiate what you want to feel. Because I had so many insecurities in high school. I was an athlete growing up. So I was always like, I had bigger bones. I was bigger thighs. I was muscular. I was just so insecure about my body. I was so insecure talking to boys, like the littlest stuff that would just get me so down that it would physically cause me to like look down when I would walk in a room or I wouldn't smile at other people passing on the street. I would just look away and hope that they didn't look at me in a certain way. It was just so much, like so much insecurities around what other people thought of me. Again, it just kind of stems back to that. You are your own person. Stop trying to change for someone else. And if you want to eat like a fucking burger and a milkshake when you're 16, please do it. Like stop thinking that there is a right or a wrong way. Mm-hmm. It just was like, it's so sad to talk to young girls nowadays and have them just have this perfect vision of what they're supposed to be like, what their future is going to be like. Like you have no idea how to determine that when you're 16. So just like worry about yourself and focus on loving yourself and the rest will follow. Walk into a room with your head held high and smile. Like stop hiding all that happiness inside of you. It's not corny. It's not annoying. No one's going to tell you to stop being happy. Like spread more of that. If you feel it inside, just let it out. Mm. There's nothing yeah. worse than seeing pictures of myself in high school and like knowing how how self-conscious I was. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, just I wish you could have just been fucking happy and just like let it like let it go. Ugh. And yeah. let us be examples for you. Like me looking back at my 16-year-old self, I wish I had the security in myself I had now. I wish I had the confidence I had now. And it was so it was such a simple mind switch for me. It's so all if you're there. feeling that way. It's all there if you were feeling this way at all remember who you are remember your family loves you your friends love you like you have so much good to give to this world stop pushing it down let it out like just let it out no one's going to be mad at you for being happy no one's going to be mad at you for having confidence let that shit out yeah and if they're going to be mad at you then literally fuck them literally fuck them (laughs) pray for and delete delete. yes oh my god everything is yours you just have to fucking claim it Oh, yeah. Um, what is a and yeah, I know you mentioned Super Attractor. That's what it's called, right? Super Attractor. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what is another book or podcast that has changed your life or that you love that you can share with people that are listening? Oh yeah. So this is a good one for my foodies. Love to or Eat to Love. It's called by Jennifer Holstein, I believe. Jennifer Holstein, Eat to Love, changed my entire relationship with food. It was just a book I stumbled upon at the time. I don't necessarily think I was seeking out like a self-help book. I think I was just kind of like starting my nutrition journey and just kind of seeing other people's views on food. And I remember just stumbling upon it on Amazon and being like, oh, this is a cute cover. I'll order it. And that book completely changed my life. It'll reset your mindset about everything you thought you knew about food. And it's all about that intuitive eating, mindful eating, and literally just like 
eating to love and loving to eat. Like stop setting those limits on yourself, those boundaries, like all of those diet cultures and fads and all the crap we thought we were doing before. Her main focus is like your body knows what it needs and what it wants to feel like. So let it feel that. So that was like a huge book for me when it came to like my relationship with food. So Eat to Love by Jennifer Holstein. If you are struggling in any way with food or you're just looking to expand your knowledge on mindful eating, things like that, that one is amazing. Oh my God. Okay. Well, it looks yeah. like I'm buying Eat to Love. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kristen, thank you so no. much for coming. I know. I know. This was amazing. This was We're like going to need to do a 2.0. Oh, absolutely. This just like made my entire week. I already feel like uplifted and ready same. for the weekend. No, same. Yeah. Like I'm obsessed. I'm so yeah. excited to be able to share all this with people because I feel like we touched on so many different things. I mean, I hope that you yeah. guys are listening, took something, if not multiple things from this, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I just want to say for people listening, mm-hmm. if I like can be a resource or a guide for anyone. I know a lot of people listen to podcasts and they're like, I love that girl so much, but I would never message her or reach out or anything like that because you get so anxious, nervous, whatever it is. I am a open book and I love meeting new people and helping people out. So if anything we said resonated, please reach out. Like I will not ignore you one, unless you tell me I don't have abs, but two, (laughs) I, I love just like connecting on this topic. So if anything we said resonated, like please reach out. My Instagram is just my name. So it's super simple. That was my last question. Where can everyone find you? (laughs) Okay. So it's my name, Kristen McGrath, and it's Kristen with an I. So K-R-I-S-T-I-N and then McGrath, M-C-G-R-A-T-H. I mean, you could just go to like your page and search in your followers. (laughs) Yeah, true. I'll come up. I'll come up. I follow you. Yeah, you do. Better. Um, No, definitely follow Kristen. She's such an amazing follow. She is the cutest dog. I mean, she's the most beautiful person. And it's, I love following people that keep it real and share, you know, what what they do every day. I I love it. You're, you always come up like first in my stories, you know, because I like, you too. Wait, so do you. Yeah. (laughs) Good. At least the algorithm works, I guess. (laughs) True. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Talking about these things, it reminds me and probably you the same it's just it's good to like hear these things and say these things over and over again because it is such a process but i love you bye guys bye